it's just it's about leaving the east and feeling stuck in this place where the only exposure i've ever gotten has always been negative and people coming up to me and being like oh my god you, you play guitar you do music that's so that's gay you should go play lacrosse like like and they say that they like that like was my childhood growing up was everyone just pulling up to me and saying homophobic things and like not cool but i don't know it's just i guess it's just like i want to leave the east plane tickets hey guys this is jason and this is savvy welcome to the light bulb podcast the unofficial podcast of phillips academy andover where we try to shine a little bit of light on your day while discussing current events, as well as interviewing the faces of the Andover community. We want to give a big thank you to everyone who has listened on our two-episode feature on systemic and institutional racism. And if you haven't yet, you can go check it out through SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other major streaming platforms by simply searching The Light Bulb. With that being said, we have a very special guest on our podcast today. He is a talented music composer, songwriter, singer, and producer. And he has graciously given us an exclusive listen to his brand new unreleased single, Plane Tickets. We will demo the entire song at some point later in this episode. So be sure to stick around and don't miss out. Without further ado, The Lightbulb presents Jack Warren. Okay, and uh, do you go by John David or? So <laughs> pretty much like, Every John I know has gone by Jack, and that's just always what my parents, my sister, everyone I knew growing up referred to me as, so I just kind of stuck with it. And also, I feel like, don't you feel like John is like a really formal name? Like, if I was ever to be like a big businessman, maybe I'd be John or John David. But for now, I think Jack is a much better fit, you know what I mean? I see, I see. Well, we actually took the pleasure of finding the definition of your name. Um, oh, really? I'm not sure if you have looked this up before, but we went on the Urban Dictionary. And Jason, would you care to read off the first definition? Sure. So you go by Jack, right? You go by Jack. So, so Jack actually has, has two definitions. It's a, it's, a, it's a word with many meanings. So first of all, Jack can mean a, a short, stubby warlord can summon a turtle army at will and rages at the little struggles of life. Now that, does that describe you? What you say? I mean, sometimes, like, low-key, but I don't know if I'm a stubby warlord, but damn. Yeah, <laughs> what's, I, I, wait, what's the nether, what's the other You can one? summon a turtle army at will. That's pretty powerful. And the second definition, yes. That one uh, says, Jack, another feature that Apple has deemed unnecessary. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. very useful information. I'm gonna put yes. that on every resume from now on. Yeah, <laughs> college, just college application. Just like, all you need to know about me are those two things. And the rest is just useless. Don't let me in. So many turtles will come. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, um, so to get into it, um, of course we're here to talk about your music. And um, just so we know uh, a little bit about uh, your background, um, how would you say uh, did you get into music in the first place? So, um, I, I don't know why, I just like, I guess maybe it was because like my sister played violin, but I don't know, one day when I was five, I was just like, mom, like I really want to play guitar. And then she was like, I bet. <laughs> so like she, um, she signed me up for classical guitar lessons and I was doing like 
I was doing that for a while and basically I, I took lessons at this place called the South Shore Conservatory and the way they do like classical guitar there is it, it's this thing called the Suzuki method which is you like progress by learning certain songs in a book and they're all classical pieces and that's like I think that's why like in a lot of my music or in a lot of the music I like it's a lot of like finger picking type stuff because that's all I learned when I grew up and then when I was like nine I was like I really hate classical music I don't like playing this I'd rather listen to ACDC and bang my head and so that's what I did and then I got like a hand-me-down electric guitar from one of my dad's friends and the rest is history and then I started taking lessons with a dude named Eric who like shaped me into what I am now guitar is also the only instrument that I've ever like actually been formally trained in I guess you know what I mean like I haven't taken lessons for anything else what other instruments do you like sort of play so I, I play drums like if you there's like an old adage like if you play guitar you play bass so I can play bass too I sing um, wow. can kind of play keyboard I arrange stuff on piano sometimes but um, yeah pretty much that those five that is five right am I bad at math no, that is five. That is five. That, that's very <laughs> impressive. And what genre of music would you fall into? Um, that's actually, that's a good question. Because I, I guess I haven't really thought about it. A lot, I would like, uh, hmm. I guess I describe some of my stuff as like genre bending. Whoa. In that, like, I like a lot of different kinds of music. Like, a lot of people don't know, that, know this, but I'm a massive metal fan. I'm a huge metalhead. Love I grew up on like Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, all the, all that stuff, um, and I like incorporate some of those like I don't know songwriting aspects slash like playing techniques into what I write. But I also love John Mayer, so it's like the juxtaposition of both of those like the super poppy with the super heavy stuff that I guess kind of creates what I do. But I, if if I had to put it into an umbrella term, it'd probably be like indie or alt rock. Ah uh, yes. So, like, uh, what's an artist in that genre that people generally know? Cage the Elephant is huge these days. Um, you definitely know the song Cigarette Daydreams or Cold, 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 Maybe Come a Little Closer. You def you, you've definitely heard those songs before. I know you have. I see. So, are, uh, is that artist uh, one of your inspirations, would you say? Uh, or, like, your role model? I, I definitely really like their sound because a lot of Cage the Elephant stuff is, like, it's indie rock, but it has like this kind of classic rock element to it. Like, it, like the best way I would describe Cage the Elephant is it's like a bunch of dudes like in a garage. It just sounds like the kind of shit you'd hear coming out of someone's garage. You know what I mean? And I love that. That really raw. That's why I love punk rock so much. It's like my favorite genre of music is punk. It's so raw, so in your face, so about the message. Like, yeah. Same, that that's how I would describe Cage the Elephant for sure. Nice. I actually have never heard of that artist. Um, so, how? Yeah, I probably have heard of their songs, like if you play me them, but I haven't heard of the name Cage the Elephant before. But I'll check it out. Word. So do you do you make music in a garage? What is your like music making process? So right now, like, I'm I'm just literally like. I'm sitting in my quote-unquote studio. So pretty much I have a two-input interface, um, this microphone, cables, um, 
this like little keyboard here and two reference monitors. And I basically just work off my laptop in my room, going directly into my interface and record. Um, in terms of my songwriting process though, like everything I do starts on a guitar. And everything I do also involves entirely around the music I write. Because some people write the lyrics first, and that's how they write music. Like Ed Sheeran is a great example of that. And I think that's why Ed Sheeran's so popular, because when you have that kind of songwriting style, I guess like the music speaks to you more because the lyrics are more prevalent and they're more important. It's the first thing that comes out of his mouth, right? But the way I write and the way someone like John Mayer would write is I compose all of the music for the entire song first. And then I put lyrics to that. And it's whatever mood or whatever, whatever's happening in my life at the time that kind of inspires what I write and bring to the song that I compose. Would you say that like one is better than the other or are they just different styles? No, I, I, I wouldn't say that at all. I think it completely depends on the person and I think you get different results from each and both are great. I think that's part of the power, like I was saying, of writing the lyrics first is that for most, for like the casual listener, you're, they're not really listening to all the idiosyncrasies and all the intricate little parts that go into a modern record. They're just listening to the lyrics. That's what they want to resonate with because that's a human pretty much talking to them, right? And most music people listen to is stuff that they want to relate to or something that they can have some kind of emotional connection to, right? So if you're writing the lyrics first, I think it's, I wouldn't say it's easier, but I think that a lot of people tend to gravitate towards that kind of music because it emotes that connection from them. A lot of musicians prefer people that write the music first because musicians are the ones that are listening to those little intricate parts in the record that are picking up on like the, oh, he's using a reverb on that guitar or something like that. You know what I mean? Like nice compression. Yeah, exactly. Now this is gonna sound completely random, but are you by chance a synesthete? What do you mean? Like you see colors when you like hear music? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. I don't but I, I know people that do. And actually, my, and it's interesting, my sister is kind of the same way. Like, it might, not to mention, like, this actually has to do with this. Probably why my sister is like a rocket scientist, not even kidding, works for like Northrop Grumman, builds rockets and shit. Um, but she like sees colors with numbers. So I, I'm not the same with music. I wish I was because that would be dope. <laughs> but, um, but no, I'm, I am not. That'd be, that would be cool though. Actually, one of our founding fathers, Ishu, could not be here, but he wanted to know very specifically. <laughs> Ishu had a very specific question. He was very curious about, first of all, do you listen to music when you exercise or do other things or? Definitely. I can't, I can't exercise so without music. When you do, the music that you listen to, Ishu wants to know if, say you have a playlist when you exercise, do you have your own songs in that playlist to play when you exercise. Like no. You listen to your own music. Because I listen to like murder rap when I'm exercising. Oh, I, I listen I listen to like there's this dude from Dorchester named G Fredo that's killed like seven people and he has banger stuff on Spotify. It's so good. And I don't know, when I'm running it just makes me like 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 because they're always talking about like yeah kill people and then i'm running i'm like yeah <laughs> you don't know it gets you in the mood to just like destroy your workout you know what i mean or like metal that's generally what i listen to but no i don't have my own music on my playlists 
Um, in what cases do you listen to your own music, or is it just when you make them? I I listen to my own music um, in like the car or on different speakers because as an audio engineer and as a producer, I need to make sure I did a good job with the mix. So in order for me to do that, I like to listen to it on different kinds of speakers because different kinds of speakers have their own characteristic qualities to them. Right. Like listening to my own music on these reference monitors that I have is going to give me the clearest possible sound of my record. But it's not going to give me, you know, what it would sound like in someone's 2010 Toyota Prius, right? right? And as a mix engineer, I need to make sure it sounds good no matter where it's being played. So I'll play it on my iPhone, I'll play it on Air AirPods, headphones in the car while I'm driving to work like just to make sure that I did like a decent job that like you know the bass is popping that the treble is nice and crisp that the vocals are present that's those are really the cases where I actually truly listen to my own music but you know I've, I've been at like friends houses and they've like put it on and then I just kind of have to sit there awkwardly and be like eh, thanks <laughs> so you don't listen to it for fun at all right no no right. I don't Yes, Ishii's question is answered. We will, oh, thank we will goodness. transfer that answer uh, <laughs> <see>? to him. <laughs> well, I, may I ask, like, why he, he wanted to know I so bad? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> he insisted that we ask this question. Okay. Oh, yeah, go ahead. My turn, Jason. Okay. Um, so, how long on average does it take you to, like, produce a song fully? Um, depends on what I'm working on, because, like... My album, I was I was trying to get it out by July, but unfortunately, a lot of my a lot of the files that I was working with were on. I actually have it right here. We're on this flash drive, this black Lexar flash drive. And one day, this little bugger decided, you know what? I'm gonna corrupt myself, and so that Jack has to start the entire album over from scratch. Oh, no. And there's nothing I can do about it. So that's fun. But I don't know, like making beats is very different from like composing music because when I'm producing stuff for other people like rappers like I could make a beat in 30 minutes and send it out and then I'm just waiting for their vocals to get back and from there it's just technical stuff like mixing but if I'm writing something that takes me a while because I usually write the music in like a day or two and then after that it takes me a really long time to find the right motivation or the right inspiration to write lyrics that I think actually are profound and mean something for the record. So like, and I, and I touch on that in a lot of my lyrics anyway, like in the song Green Embers, like a lot of that is about like, like there's a line in that that's like, um, it's second verse, like stimulated, medicated, you don't need to be frustrated, winter can be frigid, but the summer got me so sedated. Um, I've been waiting, it's complicated, where the fuck can I get some motivation? It's like, like I, I, I'm never really in the zone to write what I actually want to write. And I feel like if I try and force something, it's going to come out corny and stupid. So I need to wait until I find the right time to write lyrics. So typically, if I had a ballpark, it usually takes me like two weeks to really like get a song down. And then from there, it's just mixing and all the technical stuff. I see. That's, that's very interesting. Um, speaking of, you know, you, you talked about one of your songs uh, just now. Um, you actually sent us uh, a uh, a demo, rough mix or demo of a song that you have not released wow. yet. So, in other words, this is an exclusive. Right? Yes, for uh, right, only so. for the best, only for the finest at the Light Bulb Podcast. Yes, of, of course. course. Um, thank you, thank you. Um, so right now, actually, uh, we're gonna play it. 
Most people want money, but all I want are plane tickets Five hour flight away, then maybe you can ride with me Been a few months back and forth, trying to fight distance I know it's hard, but I promise that we are almost finished Don't get to see the autumn leaves Maybe there's a chance we'll see the grass turn green But for now, there's simply no way to plan it I should've known it, I can't stand it Trying to fight distance I know it's hard but I promise that we are almost Spending late nights at the restaurant I can't wait till I take off We're gonna get it all together far as I can see When the movement of the weather starts blocking you from me Day. Working on the weekend for minimum wage I guess that's the price you have to pay When you don't have the energy to flip a page Don't know how to emphasize The hunger deep inside my eyes I'm not known to tell no lies That's why you should read in between the lines Most people want money but all I want are plane tickets Five hour flight away then maybe Trying to fight distance I know it's hard but I promise that we are almost Spending finished late nights at the restaurant I can't wait till I take off We're gonna get it all together far as I can see When the movement of the weather starts blocking you from me Most people want money but all I want are plane tickets Five hour flight away then maybe you could ride with me Been a few months back and forth trying to fight distance I know it's hard but I promise that we are almost finished Most people want money but all I want are plane tickets Five hour flight away then maybe you could ride with me Been a few months back and forth trying to fight distance I know it's hard but I promise that we are almost finished Most people want money but all I want are plane tickets Five hour flight away then maybe you could ride with me Been a few months back and forth trying to fight distance I know it's hard but I promise that we are almost finished Said this all before around a thousand times You don't need to bring a jacket You can just wear mine Wait, What did you guys think of that, by the way? Oh, it was, I thought it was pretty good Honestly, Thank thought you. it was pretty good It got, like, right to the start Which is kind yeah. of refreshing yeah, I, I, I thought that like instant attack would be good for that record. So thank you. Is there a story, like a background story behind your new song, Plane Tickets, that you would like to share? Or like something about the song that uh, you would not know from just listening to it? Uh, sure. I mean, hold on. Let me, I'll, I'll actually bring up the lyrics because it probably helped me out a little bit. <laughs> it's funny. I actually forget. Like, I, I tend to forget the lyrics to my own songs, which is strange but it is what it is um 
I guess like I can just break it down, like break down like a couple lines. Like I guess it kind of ties in with the song See You Soon, which is about like being isolated in quarantine and being like just so like there's a line in that song, like Jack is been a friend these days and pretty much it's a double entendre I'm not going to say the other meeting but the first meeting is that like jack has been a friend these days I'm talking about myself in the third person because i'm in quarantine i'm isolated there's no one i can talk to at all i'm by myself i'm an extrovert i can't do that like this is hard and i'm going crazy sitting in my room feels like a prison cell can't do it so that's that and that's how this ties into plane tickets because it's like the first line is most people want money, but all I want are plane tickets. So that's, and that, that's kind of a jab at like how music nowadays is music, not only music, but also people nowadays, I feel like are just very materialistic. And that's kind of the culture right now is that, you know, everyone wants money. Everyone wants that, you know, designer drip and all like, like who cares? Like all I want are plane tickets. All I want is to go out to California and, pursue what I actually want to do and never work an office job and that's pretty much what the song is about is like just wanting to like there's another song that I think I played at um like class of 22 meeting or something I don't even remember but like it's just it's about leaving the east and feeling stuck in this place where the only exposure I've ever gotten has always been negative and people coming up to me and being like oh my god you you play guitar you do music that's so that's gay you should go play lacrosse like like and they say that they like that like was my childhood growing up was everyone just pulling up to me and saying homophobic things and like not cool but i don't know it's just i guess it's just like i want to leave the east plane tickets gotta buy them <laughs> all right that's that was deep. Yeah, that was deep. That was deep. That was deeper than we than I personally. No, oh, oh dude, good. you gotta you gotta really read the lyrics to a lot of these songs, bro. You gotta dive in. There's a lot more than meets the eye. I'll tell you that much. Interesting. Interesting. Wouldn't it be meets the ear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be meets. The ear. <laughs> I I listen to a lot of uh, like indie rock as well. I really like Coldplay, and now they're more like pop, pop or whatever. But they're old stuff like. Um, they're, you know, a rush of blood to the head. Yeah, album. I, yeah, I complete. I completely agree with that. I think their old that stuff is way better so than their good. new stuff. Yeah, but I just thought of that because your artist name is. Wait, is that is your album name Head Rush or? No, that's so like, I, I can actually you know explain why that's my name. Um, okay. Because like, I didn't want to just be Jack Warren. That's boring. Jack Warren. Who wants to listen to that? Like, so I wanted something exciting and something different. Not to mention, like, probably one of my biggest inspirations, which I didn't actually touch on earlier, is Dave Grohl. Now, if you don't know who that is, he's the frontman for the Foo Fighters, and he was also the drummer in Nirvana. And after Kurt Cobain died, Dave, Dave Grohl was like, you know what? I'm gonna go make a record, and I'm gonna record every instrument myself, mix it, produce it, put it out there, and call it Foo Fighters. And I was like, if Dave Grohl can do that, why can't I do that? So I was just like, I'm gonna be a one-man band and record every instrument and myself do all that stuff, and I'm just gonna name it Head Rush. And that's just the first thing that came to my mind. Thought it had a nice ring to it, and there you go. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much the origin of the name. Yeah, that's a 
very uh, interesting story. Inspirational, one can say. <laughs> what's, so, what's so funny? No, like what's you, so no, because you and Ishii reuse the same words. Inspirational, legendary. It is legendary. <laughs> Truly so sensational. Actually, oh wait, I, I don't know if you can see, but there's actually a Foo Fighters poster right Oh yeah, it's, it's sort of sticking out, I can see it, yeah. yeah. Wait, like, I feel like I've heard of them, but I kind of haven't. You definitely have. Everlong, Not Ring a Bell, Learn to Fly. None of those. Really? Oh, my God. I saw them at Fenway Park in 2015, one of the best experiences of my entire life. So are they, like, an old band or, or like? They're from the 1990s. Oh, I like see. Late 90s. Because, and that matches up with the timeline because, of course, Kurt Cobain died in 1994. Dave Grohl, that album came out in 1995 since then till today so they're like oh shit Foo Fighters is 25 years old dude what whoa yeah. that's crazy I didn't even realize that until just now how's quarantine um well <laughs> I just uh I mean I wrote a song about it you can go stream it right now on all streaming services it's called see you soon haha <laughs> shameless plug but uh quarantine's boring I play a lot of call of duty I make a lot of music, and I'm working at a restaurant right now. Also touched on in plane tickets. But, um... <laughs> that is uh, yes. uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just boring. I don't get to see anyone. I, I watch a lot of YouTube. I eat a lot of food. I, like, don't do anything. And yeah, that's pretty much it. What do you do I'm at working. a restaurant? Do you, like, cook or...? So I work a couple different I work a couple different jobs and it kind of depends on how busy we are because of course and actually I know the owners of this restaurant are not going to be listening to this podcast so I'm going to go off. Um, they are very bad at running the restaurant first off. We're always understaffed. Like last Wednesday we had 160 people come in and three servers. So three people to try and deal with 160 people. How does that work? It Just doesn't. Quick maths right there. How many people? Is this indoor seating or outdoor? So because of COVID, we are mainly doing outdoor dining. Um, but we have a few tables open indoors for walk-ins or people that don't make reservations, which is also annoying because they ruin everything. Um, but to answer your question, like I, I work as a host. So I basically seat people, arrange the floor plan, let the servers know what tables they have, clean up, bus tables, all that. And then um, when we get really busy and I tell everyone that comes in to pretty much, you know, go home because we don't want them, we can't fit them in the restaurant, I go back to the kitchen, put the rubber gloves on, and then I do what's called food running where I pretty much just get food from the kitchen, bring it to tables, go back to the kitchen, get more food, bring it to tables, bus again, go back to the kitchen, you get it. I've been trying to brainstorm like how to do different stuff on campus, like mm -hmm. especially with the whole remote stuff, because like one thing I really wanted to do this year that I can't anymore was like last year I started talking to Mike Barker and Holly Barnes and all these faculty members about trying to get like a bi-weekly open mic thing going because there are absolutely no performance opportunities for people on campus that don't involve auditions and it's bullshit. There, like, there are musicians on campus that have never gotten a chance to perform in front of their peers and that's not cool. I think it'd be a fun thing if it was like a mix of like a den dance type vibe, but like with a live band or live artists. Do you think people would go to that? Like, I'd go to that. 
Yeah. Yeah, should we do the goodbyes? Uh... Bye-bye. <laughs> no, that's so <laughs> Peace. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, no, I, that was sarcasm. Uh -oh. Oh. <laughs> right, ready? Well, that was not sarcasm. sarcasm. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right, Savvy, ready? Start scene. Three, two. Wait, what am I supposed to do? What? Well, yeah, what, we need to get a very clear plan right here. Okay. So, yeah. Um, thank you, John David. No. <laughs> um, thank you, John David Warren. Wait, that just sounds weird. Thank you, Jack, for coming. Thank you for having me, Savvy. And thank, thank you, you for Jack. having me, Jason. I appreciate that. Well, just thank, thank the you. light bulb. Thank you, light bulb. <laughs> you light bulb people. Thank you so much. No, it's we enlighten people. Get the pun? Uh -huh, uh -huh. Well, that was enlightening. I gotta say, I feel pretty good about that interview. Me too. Well, thanks to all the listeners for tuning in to this episode of the Lightbulb Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out other episodes and follow the Lightbulb on your favorite streaming services to be notified when future episodes are released. Stream Headrush on Spotify, Apple Music, and SoundCloud by clicking the link in our show notes, which you can find on our Instagram bio. Most people, people want money, money but all I want to play tickets for You can work ride late with it. at the restaurant. Working at the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Take my jacket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, that Thank song you. is actually way too catchy. <laughs> By the way, if you'd like to join the Lightbulb crew, or if you'd like to be featured as a guest in a future episode, please DM us on our Instagram at the Lightbulb Podcast. <laughs> but all I want to play tickets, five hour rest, so tell me. Thanks again for tuning in today, and we hope that we've left you just a little bit enlightened. Adios, amigos!